0: Hello, this is the Lecture Preparation Podcast. I'm Daniel Raymond, and this is the first of a number of podcasts for the Christmas Day. Uh, we're going to start, and uh, but I think I should start with, which, sun, which Mass should you prepare for your elector for a given uh, service? And the answer is, all of them. Do not be uh, surprised if the priest comes up to you and says, we're going to be using the Mass during the day readings, even if it's midnight. That's his prerogative. He isn't going to go to Hell for it. You aren't going to go to Hell for it. And chances are, the reason why he is doing this is because he's prepared a really great homily about the readings on Christmas Mass during the day. And he was probably assigned Midnight Mass sometime this afternoon. And he didn't have time to prepare a homily. But he's got a great one for the Mass... Um, during the day, and so that's what we want to go with. Um, It's just like if someone asks asks you whether you should prepare the short form of the reading or the long form of the reading, the answer is always yes. Be ready for both of them. Be ready in case there's a mix-up and we're actually doing a feast day mass instead of the usual Sunday mass. Eventually, you want to be able, as a lector, to reach the point where... In a pinch, if someone flips open a Bible, points to a passage, you should be able to read it three times and do a darn good job of it, because you'll hopefully build up enough of the basics of how to analyze a reading that you can do it quickly. But let's start with the the first of the readings. This is the Vigil Mass, which is typically used on Christmas Eve, Masses in the afternoon and early evening. Very often, it is a Mass that churches uh, find or promote as being popular with families. So the family can bring their children to Christmas Eve Mass, get the holidays going on a religious note to start with, uh, then open up the presents and have the dinner when they get home or the next morning and be able to have a more leisurely Christmas morning. Uh, very often, they will have child lectors. That's a, a good thing to occasionally have. That's that's fine. Um, I wish they could be as good as adult lectors, but that, of course, is uh, <laughs> would be an unreasonable expectation of skill and experience from a, from a young lector. But a young lector, if, if they were listening to this right now, you can do this as yourself, but pick up a little pointers and you'll do a better job. The vigil mass really comes across... As very anticipatory still it is still the day before Christmas you can almost look at the mass the vigil mass for Christmas as the fourth Sunday of Advent plus 0.5 for version 4.5 of the fourth Sunday of Advent it is still looking forward to the coming of the Christ which is now very very near so we start with The first reading is from the prophet isaiah and it starts off with a bold proclamation about how isaiah is not going to be cowed and then a long pause because there is a um a change in tone and and then we'll talk about what will happen and how the nations will behold your vindication so A switch from proclaiming about why he's not going to be held back from telling this good news to telling the good news. And then switches from a tone of vindication to one of glory. And your tone as you do the reading should make that switch and it should end the tone in a very um, happy and glorious and beautiful no, like a like a wonderful sunset or, or or beautiful bride which is exact example that he's using here so let's me take a um, a run at it a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah for Zion's sake I will not be silent for Jerusalem's sake I will not be quiet until her vindication shines forth like the dawn and her victory Like a burning torch. Nations shall behold your vindication and all the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name pronounced by the mouth of God. You shall be a glorious crown in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem held by your God. No more shall people call you forsaken or your land desolate, but you shall be called my delight and your land espoused for the lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse as a young man marries a virgin your builder shall marry you and as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride so shall your god rejoice in you the word of the lord The second reading is uh, challenging in the levels of indirection or redirection that have to be given in order for you to present this authentically. Because as I've said elsewhere, you have to present this reading authentically as you, but also authentically to the author of the reading. How would he have wanted to Proclaimed this wanted to see this reading proclaimed. How would he have proclaimed it himself and what we have is the author of the acts? As we get into the reading talking as Paul and Paul is talking as God so you've got you the writer of the acts describing Paul saying what God is saying and if you do it right You'll be able to convey all four levels of authenticity without um, having to be over dramatic. So it's quite a challenge there, um, and but having all that there is important because it'll help keep your congregation straight as to who is speaking at this moment, whose words are we hearing at this moment. Are they you? Are they the author of the Acts? Are they Paul? Are they God? So those levels of indicate of indirection, that slight different intonation. How would so you want sort to of work it backwards? How would Paul have described the word of God? How would the author of the Acts described Paul? And work it backwards, and you sh- and you should be able to. Um, Try to get the tone right through the whole reading. And don't regard this as intimidating. regard it as fun, as a challenge. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When Paul reached Antioch in Pisidia and entered the synagogue, he stood up, motioned with his hand, and said, Fellow Israelites, and you others who are God-fearing, listen! The God of the people Israel chose our ancestors and exalted the people during their sojourn in the land of Egypt. With uplifted arm he led them out of it. Then he removed Saul and raised up David as king. Of him he testified, "'I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will carry out my every wish.' From this man's descendants, God, according to his promise, has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus. John heralded his coming by proclaiming a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was completing his course, he would say, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he. Behold, one is coming after me. I am not worthy to unfasten the sandals of his feet. The word of the Lord. Uh, The gospel of the Vigil Mass of Christmas is probably the number one reason your priest will ask you to read some other reading. Uh, Because he or his deacon will probably not want to have to go through the whole genealogy of Jesus. It's a long and challenging reading with um a lot of complicated looking names but rather than fretting over it just accept the fact that your congregation doesn't know how these you know ancient names are pronounced either and so if you get boaz a little different or bohem a little different um that is, uh, they aren't going to really notice, and probably they aren't going to actually care. The more important thing is to say all these names as if these were real people whose existence was important and part of a chain, handing down our salvation from all the way from Adam to Jesus, and then by extension, from Jesus to us. And then we get into the more traditional part of the reading, the one that will often be um, jumped immediately to if you're trying to do a short form of the reading. And uh, this is more traditional uh, storytelling, two characters, uh, really just one character other than the narrator. You have the narrator and the angel, so make sure you separate those somehow in your voice. Um, Make the angel both strict and comforting, and um, explaining. Um, presume that the angel knows how awkward this is for Joseph as well, and let that be expressed in your voice. And it'll be easy for your voice to distinguish to the congregation when you're speaking as yourself, describing Joseph, and speaking as the angel, counseling Joseph. So let's give this a run. Uh, and again, if if you want to scream about how I didn't get this uh name different or that name uh, right. Um, remember that my point is that that really isn't the most important part of this reading. The, the first part of it, the genealogy of Jesus. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah whose mother was Tamar Perez became the father of Hezron Hezron the father of Ram Ram the father of Amidbab, Aminadab the father of Nashon Nashon the father of Solomon Solomon the father of Boaz whose mother was Rahab Boaz became the father of Obed whose mother was Ruth Obed became the father of Jesse Jesse, the father of David, the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asaph. Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram. Joram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah became the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh, Manasseh became the father of Amos, Amos the father of Josiah, Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers, at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Shelathiel, Shelathiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abiad, Abiad became the father of Elechiam, Elechem became the father of Azor. Azor, the father of Zadok, Zadok became the father of Achim, Achim, the father of Eliot, Eliad became the father of Eleazar, Eleazar became the father of Mathen, Mathen, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. Thus, the total number of generations, from Abraham to David is fourteen generations. From David to the Babylonian exile, fourteen generations. And from the Babylonian exile to the Christ, fourteen generations. Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, He did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, you and I are probably going to go on and look at the next reading. God bless.